intro again. Don't. Please don't. You really gonna do this? Yeah, it's our show. We do what we want. Oh my god, no. Not another freaking wrestling podcast. Yay! Like I said, I don't get people watching you. So, either you love me or you don't. I love you. I love you too. Cody Rhodes is hot dog water solidified. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Not Another Freaking Wrestling Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm No Contest JD. And I'm Steiner Mouth Fields medal winner, Shane Daniels. <laughs> always got a new one. Do uh, what? Always got a new one, don't you? I know. I just figured it would be really good to do. Just keep it fresh, I guess. So, man, um, it's been a pretty crazy week of wrestling, if we're going to be completely honest. Which we say every week, but not every week does Adam Copeland show up on AEW. No, no, he doesn't. Um, That's the big news from this week, right off the top. Adam Copeland's in AEW. He's Adam Copeland, not Edge. man formerly known as Edge. The artist formerly known as Edge. Whatever you want to go with. Um, And Christian told him to go fuck yourself, which... It's the greatest promo in wrestling history. And... That line delivery was perfect. More oh, examples of why Christian's better than than Adam Copeland. Oh, shut the fuck up! They pro- Edge probably was like, "Yeah, you should do this." Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just finally glad that the the, the better half of Edge and Christian finally made it to Edge uh, AEW. Uh, they they got the they got the music. They got the uh, the rated R superstar, and they got his general look and feel. I mean, he's really the only thing that changes the name and the company. Yeah, that's about it. And it's just weird that WWE kind of dropped the ball on that. Uh, really weird and stuff. Also, somebody said they didn't have. They don't have the, or they got the rights to uh, Rob Zombie, too. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they'll use that at some point. Um, as swing a throwback. And a miss. Swing and a miss not using Sex and Hardcastle, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would have loved that. Um. It's it's really exciting. Wrestle Dream was a great show. We'll touch on that tonight, but we're gonna wait till next week when Will gets back so we can talk about um, that more in depth. Um, so let me get your take since you weren't here last week. Is Adam Cole's ankle injury real, or is this is this kayfabe? I have no clue, honestly. Um, the, the fall did look a little fucked up when he did it. So I don't know. I'm invested in the story. I just want to see where it's going to go. Do I think it's him or what? I mean, it could be. I don't believe for one second of that fall. I mean, I believe he sprained his ankle. When he landed, I believe that's about as far as it goes. So. 
yeah. they're milking this for what it's worth so they can tell more of the story, which I like if that's what they're doing. I don't think he's getting served or anything, though. Yeah, just I don't my opinion. Either. Um, excited to see where they go with that, though. But man, they did the righteous dirty. Yeah, they fucking did. God damn. Righteous could be big for them, too. And then they just kind of fucked off with them. Yeah, because they got a lot of uh, a lot of potential. Speaking of the AEW tag division, uh, big news from last night: Ricky Starks and Big Bill are your new tag champs. Was Squash last night FTR. was last night just like, hey, let's just fucking kill the whole tag division and two fucking companies? Apparently, apparently, because they squashed FTR basically, like. Cash Wheeler so basically, basically WWE was like, nobody could top this fucking shitty title change. And AEW was like, here, hold up, watch this. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't, I don't get the logic in that. I like Ricky Starks, but this ain't it for him. It's shit like this that fucking pisses me off about wrestling. It's the shit like this that makes me not want to watch. Like, that literally has no no fucking build-up. And you're dropping the fucking tag titles to fucking Starks and fucking Enzo Amore's fucking lackey. <laughs> the fuck? Um, I know you've heard it. You know I've heard it. I know everybody else has heard it. Uh, it's less a rumor than it is a, um, a an all-out confirmation at this point that CM Punk will be at Survivor Series in Chicago. Um, how do you feel about this, buddy? <laughs> at least this time I know it ain't gonna be fucked. At least I know we're get a, we'll get a full Punk run. Will it be any good? Probably not, but at least he's still wrestling. That's what I think about it. I mean, it's going to be one of the worst fucking kept secrets that there is. Probably worse well, than the first dance was. Yeah. The whole mm-hmm. arena knew who was coming out when he debuted in AEW. Yeah. It, I, I mean, I, it, it aligned perfectly for WWE. It really did. Like all the pieces fell and, 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 you know, he already showed up backstage there. What fucking last year or the beginning of this year or whenever that when he was hurt, he made amends. Yeah. He was trying to figure out if he could go over there. He let him go then. So, I mean, it looks like, it looks like he's all but sure, but he's coming back. I'm not too thrilled about it personally. I'm kind of, I'm cool on CM Punk. There's just um, something about the guy. I don't know. I think it'll be just fun. I think it'll be fun. WWE knows how to handle him. Plus, he's not going to be working with a bunch of fucking goofballs from wherever. No, he's just going to be working with a bunch of people who can't fucking stand him. Yeah, but, I mean, they're not going to fuck their money up. You think Seth Rollins is going to be like, no? I don't think they're going to fuck their money up, but, like, 
he's got a lot of bridges to build in that locker room. With all the top guys. Well, think about this in another aspect here. Let me play devil's devil's advocate. Um, How much of that's bullshit? How much of that is just the guy has a reputation? It's just like Conor McGregor, right? We know what his background is. We we know what he does. But any time he's talked about in any kind of media, it's always uh, Conor McGregor's a loose cannon. Conor McGregor's this. Conor McGregor's that. Is the guy really that? Or is it just the image that you have to maintain to keep people interested when he goes against Nate Diaz and they're calling each other a bunch of bitches and pussies and fucking back and forth and doing crazy shit? Oh, it's just Conor McGregor being Conor McGregor, but. I mean, I get what you're saying, but like. I don't know. I I just I know he's got a lot of um, bad relationships left in that locker room. But if they're willing to do business, they're going to do business. And WWE sees money in him, they're going to sign him. That's just how it is. It's And it works for WWE because it's one of those, they love that never say never story. Never say never in, in WWE. Never say never that the Ultimate Warrior will never come back here. Never say never Hogan will never be back here. Never say never. So, uh, let's the CM Punk get the WrestleMania main event, and he's so sorely desires at any point during this next run. Doesn't matter if it's this year, at any point. How bad does Phil want it? Bad enough to come back. Okay, then I guess Phil's going to get it. If he wants it as bad as he says he wants it, he ain't going to fuck it up. Who is the money match for CM Punk if he comes back, though? Who who do we really want to see CM Punk with that we haven't already seen? That's a really good question. Like, AEW, there are a lot of fresh matchups. There's not. At the top of the card, there's not a lot of fresh matchups for CM Punk. Austin Theory? No. <laughs> I think they're going to stay far away. Well, I don't know. They'll stay far away from that. You could get a... Here, I'm just... I'm very bold for saying this, but I could see it happening. LA Knight and fucking CM Punk. Only the only because be of great. the storytelling they're going to tell on the mic. Not the but actual match. Where The promo battles would be wonderful. And after Fastlane last night, if that guy doesn't get a fucking world title, then you're dropping the ball. Right. Uh, let's move on real quick about NXT this coming week. <laughs> because uh, we've got NXT versus AEW Dynamite title Tuesday. WWE's so goddamn worried that Adam Copeland's going against a fucking NXT flunky. Man, to say the least, they stacked that show. For that. You got, uh, yeah. You got Asuka and uh, Roxanne Perez one-on-one. 
Carmelo and fucking Paul Heyman and Braun Breaker's fucking. And that's the two NXT 2.0 stalwarts. Uh, so you, you got a big rematch there. That's the rubber match between those two. And you got a. <clears throat> Undertaker. Undertaker. You got an Undertaker. Uh, so Undertaker's coming for something. Cody yeah, Rhodes uh, coming on there. Cody Rhodes making a major announcement. The only thing I think can think of it being is the Dusty Tournament. Which would be why he got the tag titles. Exactly. But still, fucking who cares? Um, Piss me off. What else is happening on that show? That's advertised right now. I mean, you got Dominic Mysterio with the North American Championship again. He beat Trick Williams this last week. Becky, Becky's going to be on there. Becky's defending against Tegan Knox on Raw. I mean, you got a NXT stacked right now. Even without the fact that Title Tuesday or, you know, they're competing against AEW, they're pretty stacked right now with bringing the main roster talent and learning how to work it between the two. But is it is it enough for me to just go? I want to switch in between the both. Probably not. I'm I'm gonna watch NXT. Exactly. Um, personally, I, I watch NXT every week. It's probably one of my favorite wrestling shows to watch because it's quick two hours and all the guys are hung, all the people on there are hungry and want and wanting to show off what they can do. Great wrestling program. And then you got Carmelo Hayes who is just. And Ilya Dragunov. My God. That's just such a good show. Um, Why the fuck? Hold on. I'm going to talk about NXT, though, for just a quick second. Why the fuck is Braun Breaker still on NXT? That's my question. He is literally being wasted. Other than maybe learning his character a bit more as a heel. But other than that, man, like Braun should have already been caught up. Carmelo Hayes has nothing left to do on NXT, really, unless you want to make him feud with Trick Williams, and I'm not interested in that. I'd rather them stay friends. Yeah. I don't that's know. A, that's they, a uh, big-ass big ass question is, is why he's there. They're waiting forever with these call-ups, and it doesn't make any sense. Braun's cut his teeth in NXT. He needs to be on the main roster. But he's already been on fucking... He was on Raw after that... WrestleMania. Yep. One title. A couple more uh, like SmackDowns or some shit. I mean, they might be waiting till this year because this year's WrestleMania, just because you got to wait for storylines to free up, honestly, because Braun's not one of those guys you're going to throw on the main roster and he's going to toil around on the mid card. He's probably going to get shotgun on the main event. I, I don't see them having a spot for him in the main event right now. So that's probably why they haven't called him up, but it's still, he's kind of wasting his time. I guess it's better than like what Cameron Grimes did, where he just disappeared from television for four months before he showed up on the main roster and then disappeared. Oh, so that's another question. Where's Fire and Desire or whatever the fuck their name is? Are you talking about Toxic Attraction? No. The redhead chick, goth chick. Oh, the yeah, I don't remember their names. They were um, NXT Women's Champions. They fucking lost. Ela Dawn and 
whatever. Yeah, they they just apparently they put a curse on the women's tag team championship, according to a promo. They brief, very brief promo they cut a few weeks ago, and that's why everyone keeps getting hurt. That that's that was a very brief promo that hasn't been addressed since. So I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with that. That's just. And then um, another surprising thing is fucking who else you're wasting fucking not that I give a fuck, but Johnny Gargano is sitting around not doing a goddamn thing, which I'm okay with. But, oh, is he? Yeah. Uh, on Raw, the main event, Tommaso Ciampa went up against Gunther in a 30-minute classic. Goddamn, watch that match. Um, and after the match, Imperium was beating him down, and Johnny Gargano came out for the save. Well, see, and that's the thing, too. Nobody gave a fuck about Ciampa until he cut that fucking promo, and then everybody was on his dick in the main event. So I like Ciampa. Um, I do, too. I, uh, I'm glad he's getting to do something with Gargano. BLY was a great tag team, so it'll be good to see them back together. Yeah, speaking of tag teams, fucking, well, you want to move on to... Yeah, let's, let's do it. We want to move on to... We have to eventually. <laughs> All right, let's talk about a fast lane and that fucking tag team title match. What the fuck, bro? I was so um, fucking pissed. Before the match started, I looked over at Rebecca and I was like, there's a good chance they put the titles on Cody and Jay. And she said yay because she loves both Cody and Jay. And I was like, you know, nah, nah. Because for one, okay, there's a lot of failed logic here. Let's walk through it. One, Judgment Day are hot. Why take the titles off of them? Two, why is Jay's first title in his single run, singles run, the tag titles that he just held last year? Um, no, earlier this year. Why is Cody's first title since returning WWE the tag titles? That is not at all finishing the story. That is, that is like. Mm a spinoff from the original story that never should have happened. Um, and then four, why didn't Damian Priest cash in at the end of the night after losing the tag titles when you freed him up to do so? Yeah, that's what I was like. I was like, well, fucking JD will fucking make up for costing on the tag titles by helping him win the fucking heavyweight title in the second best opportunity that he had to cash in because Seth was fucked up. Like, yeah, that was, like and they let's skip ahead in the main event because that it kind of ties into all this. We won't skip ahead, but we'll discuss it at the same time because at the end of that match, the last man standing match, which I had to rewatch today because I fell asleep last night. It was a bit late and I was tired. Um at the end of the match, they you had so much time between the end of the match and like when they went to dark, and it felt like they had all that time so that Seth could get jumped and get cashed in on, but nothing happened. Nothing happened. Damien gave his briefcase to Rhea because she said not tonight, and 
I figured that was the swerve. Figured that was the 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 bullet that's saying, okay, it's definitely happening tonight. I wonder if it's all part of a bigger plan. What what, what bigger is- plan? Punk's the reason why Seth fucking loses. I totally agree, guys. By the way, I am the Clash of Carpenter Seed promoter, T.Y., and sorry I'm late. Oh, my God. Fuck off. You don't even know what we're talking about. Anyways. Uh, so say that again. Not, not, not. That was a complete thought. Yeah, it was. Anyways, Chicago punks the reason why Seth fucking loses, and and that's when he cashes in. So, punks with Judgment Day? No, he's just the reason why fucking Seth lost. Because Seth talked all this shit. Okay, so we're going to say that CM Punk is coming back. CM Punk is definitely coming back. CM Punk's... Okay. Unless WWE's just fucking with us, which they've been known to do sometimes. But it's just all too perfect. Is FTR coming back with Punk? Oh, uh, they filed a fucking uh, copyright the other day for CMFTR. Uh-huh. Yeah, Dax has been filing copyrights a lot since before he left WWE. Just to make sure he keeps the rights to everything. Yeah, but do you really see FTR sticking around? Now that they re-signed recently, that don't mean fuck. I don't see them getting let go. They they still have. I mean, they just re-signed this year for five years. I don't see them getting let go at the beginning of a five-year contract. Strangers happened. That's true. Um, I could see that happening, I guess. But also, like, I'm assume this is just my assumption is that Damien will probably end up being in the War Games match that night. And that would be main event. And so I, I don't know if I would see him cashing in before the main event, mm. unless they're not doing War Games because they may break up Judgment Day before we even get to Survivor Series at this point. I don't know. They kind of teased yeah, that the end of SmackDown was a big fucking Survivor Series tease. Had to have been. That was a big brawl. Yeah. By the way, that was the one of the best go home shows they've done in a while on SmackDown. Oh, hell yeah. Kudos to that one. Um. Anyway, Judgment Day should have kept the titles. Um. Fuck Stan Punk. Moving along, uh, we had. The uh, trios match next, right? Yeah, the six men. Uh, I turned it of all, off. I turned it off. First of all, I'm happy. Happy Carlito's back. I love Carlito. And I do think he could be a main event talent. Let's go around just judging by the way he looks. My God, that man looks like a million bucks. Yeah, he does. But also, how the fuck? You're going to go and bury Bobby and the Suit Profits right when they get matching gear. Once again, 
this is why I turned it off after this match. Man, that hurt so bad. Carlito didn't need to take the fall. You could have had Santos take the fall. Ray could have taken the fall because Ray can get pinned at any point and not be hurt. Yeah. I mean, Ray's the only person in the fucking world who could literally murder somebody in front of 10,000 people and people would be like, he's still a good guy. Uh, Ricky the Dragon Sebo. Probably him too. But um, that, man, that was a weird decision to just bury your new faction as soon as they get together. I don't know what has been going on booking-wise the last, I would say, two months. But none of this makes fucking sense. Like we no. were on a good, we were on a good track there. Everything was like kind of making sense, and everything was really, really good. And then all of a sudden, it just—I don't know what the fuck happened. I mean, good booking sense. Good booking sense would have had Shinsuke winning the title in either of these two matches, and then Damian Priest cashing in in either of these two matches. Um, Seth shouldn't still be champion the Judgment Day should still be tag champions they should be holding all the gold right now if you ask me they should be holding all the gold they had the means to Um, it, it makes it makes just zero sense to have them sitting with just Rhea having a belt Rhea and Dom Then you got J.D. McDonough, who's still, they, they haven't resolved that at all. They haven't even pushed that forward hardly. He's just kind of a peripheral man that hangs out and gets in trouble occasionally. Yeah, he's like the Dennis the Menace of all this. He's about the size he's of Dennis the Menace. He's like Kirk He's there and he's back every now and again. <laughs> like, I just don't know. You know all about that, right, Tyler? <laughs> I'm on. Is this just like Vince still... Pulling strings for whatever fucking reason. I mean, he's he's still he's still a guy now, so I mean, it, it's possible. Man, I don't know anymore. I just don't know. It. Like you find, we finally get the Shinsuke Nakamura that everybody wants to see, and he's what the fuck? Can't get the job done. Can't get the job done. I know. Like, this is the Shinsuke that everybody wants, has been wanting, and he can't get the job done? Like, it's just Seth Rollins, for Christ's sakes. Man, they're making Seth Rollins look stronger than Roman at this point. Well, I mean, Seth is there a lot more often than Roman, so, I mean, look... There's more options there. I mean, there's he's always there. I mean, what are you gonna do? Um, I know what we can do. We can move along to that women's title match. Yeah, that's right where I fucking said I'm uh, leaving. I actually really enjoyed this match. Uh, I thought they did a good job. Uh, Charlotte 
much as I don't like her, is an excellent wrestler and um, was a very good base for EO Skies uh, flying around. Um, and that finish was wicked. Uh, they did the over the moonsault on Charlotte as she bridged up for the figure eight. EO pinned Charlotte for the win. That's big too. EO getting the pin Charlotte for the win. Happy for her there. Um, Bailey, Bailey was definitely a star of that though, of course, because she's Bailey. And yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, I I I zoned out, but yeah, you cut in really well right there with nothing. I, yeah, I mean, what 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 if really? I, I took a piss then. I'm, I'm sorry. What a biting take. I'm, I'm, I'm not fighting. The only thing I was fighting was my bladder and the bladder one. Uh, there's not much I can say about the women's match because I didn't fucking watch it because I started playing Starfield because Charlotte was in it. And the fucking six minutes after the fucking tag title match that was fucking stupid and the fucking trios match that was fucking stupid, I was like, I'm not going to waste any time watching Charlotte's fucking uh, chicken leg winged ass fucking go out here and pretend to fucking be a wrestler. Well. I can't blame you there. Um, after that, we had a tag match between the Bloodline, Jimmy Uso, and Solo, the LA Knight and John Cena. LA Knight is a fucking star. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let he me got talk a bigger to pop. you. Got a bigger pop than John Cena in that building, and that's hard to do. Yeah, Stop. when you're getting bigger pops than Big Match John. And you're the hot tag for Big Match John. Yeah, start. it's time to start uh, looking at different options for LA Dot. Good ones. I mean, it, it's very rare you see Big Match John taking taking heat during the match and giving the hot tag up to somebody else. That was a big moment for LA Knight. Um, you think he's next in line challenge Roman? Um, so the answer is not, yeah. No. <laughs> he might. Will he win? Probably not. Yeah, I don't see him winning the world title yet. Definitely not taking off Roman. He's not no. there yet. Cody's got to finish his story. Yeah, I still think it's me, Cody. Um, that was a decent match. LA Knight got the good pop. That was a lot of fun. And then you had the main event between Seth and Shinsuke, which I think we discussed enough. Except for Seth's bump, where he fucking went from the crowd on a back body drop to the floor, where he was meant to hit a platform that was like had a crash pad under it, but he hit the concrete. Man, that looked rough. Um, bud, I saw the video. He he hit the crash pad. Did he hit the crash pad? Yeah, yeah that's why I was falling asleep, and I all I saw was like. Him writhing on the floor whenever I looked up, and I was like, holy shit, dude, why? 
Yeah, I thought he missed, but I'm glad he hit the crash pad then. That makes me happy for him because I thought that looked like that looked like a fucking hurt. I mean, he's an independent wrestler in the first stage of his career, so I'm I'm sure the uh, hit concrete would he would be okay. Ugh, out of the way, man. I believe it. That shit sucks. Um, this was a five match card though. It's kind of weird. Um. And it still went almost three hours. <laughs> I'm glad you uh, watched it. I fell asleep during the main event. Like I said, I watched the end of it to see if anything interesting happened this morning. Nothing interesting happened. So that was that. Um, definitely felt like WWE just kind of needed to put something together for Pilly, though. It doesn't feel like they really put any thought into this. It felt like. Fastlane was not really well planned out, in my opinion. I like, think it was I, just a filler I, fucking pay-per-view is all it was. I totally forgot that Fastlane was a thing last night. Also, did you guys watch the, uh, the the press conference after the show? No, but I watched the video where fucking Jay and... Uh, were drunk as fuck. Yeah. Cody. Cody were drunk as fuck. It hey, was they- hilarious. What? That's an important question. Did they have a driver? Because we know they're well, Jay's history. I mean, Cody has a bus, and Jay is Joe, Jay's not the one that drinks drinks and drives. We sure stop both of them. No, no, Jay, Jay's actually pretty pretty good, apparently. Okay, all right. That's that's good. Very good. Jimmy's the only DUI, so. Okay. Um. Let's shift gears to the rest of the time we have here tonight and talk about um, Adam Copeland, formerly known as Edge. On this uh, day. Not this, I'm not- going gonna, gonna to start this off by giving Adam Copeland his flowers. And that uh, even though he is not Christian still, he is a great performer. And I'm happy that he is getting to do what he loves still. In AEW. Now, I'm going to set that on the table so that we can have a civil discussion and I don't have to just talk about how Christian's so much better than him because, you know, go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that was a, a pretty big moment at Russell Dream for them. They got, like I, we were saying earlier, they got the music, the nickname. The look, the feel, everything. It, the only thing that changed is him going by his real name. Uh, I hate that he didn't turn heel immediately and side with Christian. That's what I was hoping for. But it made it worth it when we saw the promo Wednesday. Uh, go ahead, Shane. Yeah, it was nice to see somebody who's just been... A WWE guy. Like that. You know. Go over there. And do that. I think this is. Probably one of the. Probably the biggest get. That AEW's gotten so far. Bigger than Punk. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I totally agree with that. I mean for one. He's, a, he's, a, he's already a Hall of Famer. He spent 25 years in WWE holding it down, uh, being one of the top guys on SmackDown from like 06 to 08. 
Um, I mean, Edge is definitely, or Adam Copeland is definitely the biggest impact guy that they brought in. And not only that, he brings a lot backstage, the leadership he can bring that they need in the um, CM Punk aftermath. Um, so the backstage leader they are hoping to get in Punk, I think they found an Adam Copeland. And I think that'll be yeah. big for AEW moving forward. He's not going to be a part-time guy. He's already said he's going to be there every week when needed and stuff like that, which is really refreshing to hear uh, for some, for the guys at AEW. I mean, they like you said, they can use a leader like Adam Copeland, and he's got a lot to bring to the table and what to offer and stuff like that. And he's not going to big league anybody, and he's going to do what he can to help the business. That's what we need is yeah. you know, those uh, veteran guys just to really – be real giving to the next generation. Yeah, I think um, what's really going to help uh, Edge is the fact that everybody respects him a lot more than people respect Punk yeah. too. And I think that'll help as far as leadership because you also have a lot of his friends are there <laughs> as well. And let's Let's be honest, too. For a lot of those guys, he was their favorite wrestler at one point. Mm-hmm. Yep. That younger career, he was definitely at some point probably one of their favorite wrestlers. I mean, you know, MJF could be like a, a big uh, be influenced majorly by Edge or Adam Copeland. I mean, it's going to be some time to get used to calling him. Adam Copeland, because we called him Edge for how many years? Adam! Yeah. It'll be um, interesting to see some of the matches, too. That's going to happen. First-time matches, especially if you get Joe versus Edge. I'm not going to call him fucking Adam Copeland, so suck a dick. That's Edge. Always will be Edge. What's the biggest first-time match you want to see? The on this roster for Adam Copeland or Edge. MJF. Yeah. Yeah. The mind games that both of them would play with each other would be fun as fuck. The promos would be fun as fuck. They're already, everybody's already sharing the picture on Twitter and they're fucking, he acknowledged that. So, yeah. I want to see Adam Copeland and Swerve. That's such a random. No, I think Swerve's a fucking star. Well, I'm not going to argue about that. I'm it's not pro- so much random as it is. I think Swerve's style would mix really well with Edge's late game style. Not Edge's like, you know, the way he went back in his heyday. But Edge's style these days, I definitely think Swerve would definitely would work really well with it. I think the match would be great. I, could I don't know about the feud there. I think the match would be great. But I don't know what kind of feud you could build there. I could see that happening all got on Dynamite here in the next month or so. Maybe sooner. Well, think about this, too. We're, you know, you're thinking small at this point. Think about New Japan. Edge yeah. going to New Japan. Okada, Edge. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good shit. Yeah. I, I'd love to see. Edge over in Japan. Edge and Ishii. 
There's so many opportunities for Edge to really finish the way he wants to. A New Japan run would be fucking cool. It'd be cool to see him join one of these groups in New Japan. Which which group are we talking? I think it'd be fun to see Edge and Bullet Club. You couldn't have Edge and Bullet Club unless he led Bullet Club. They need a good leader right now. Edge is not a bad choice. Edge is not a bad choice, but I also don't know if you're going to have Adam Copeland joining a faction anymore. We found out how that goes with Judgment Day. Mm, fuck Judgment Day. They got problems of their own. <clears throat> yeah, Edge took care of most of their problems. Yeah. He won every match. Speaking, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he did. That's why he's better than Christian. So. Christian is the man. All right. He's he a good father. Certain, he is certainly he is a, the best father. That's Nick Wayne. Yeah, hopefully uh, Christian's the father that he always wanted. <laughs> um, well, before we get out of here this week, let's uh, since we didn't do it last week, let's do uh, MVPs of the week. Will's favorite segment. I'll let's go with Tyler first. Tyler, who's your MVP this week? I think Mods is going to be Adam Copeland for making all that noise and giving AEW a nice breath of fresh air for once. Going from the negativity of CM Punk and then having Edge or Adam Copeland come in and uh, giving everybody a different kind of vibe a good one for AEW I think it's going to be very 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 good for AEW moving forward with his leadership and his mindset to pass on to the other guys and for me MVP is going to be Adam Copeland aka Edge not Christian Shane Mm. MVP of the week I don't really I don't watch a lot of wrestling this week. How about drunk Cody and drunk Jay? Oh, my God. They were uh, so funny. Yeet. 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 <laughs> Shit was hilarious. That's my... Those two get along really well. That'll make the tag team fun, at the very least. Just let them be drunk all the time? Just let them be drunk all the time. I wonder if they share a bottle of Hennessy together. I don't know. They just said they shared some libations on the bus. Okay. That's fair. Uh, Mine's going to have to be Timeless Tony Storm. Ah, titty slap. Yo, I'm a big fan of this character she's working right now. She's one of the only people in the women's division actually working a character to start with. Yeah. And Britt Baker's not a character? Oh, she lives that gimmick. She's a dentist. That, that That's literally all I know about her. Oh, she's married Adam Cole. Um, there you go. A, that's not a character. Anyway, uh, I think she's she's great, and she's definitely showing why WWE dropped the ball with her. 
That shit with Charlotte was dumb. Anyway, that's my MVP. Uh, so it turns out. Oh, go ahead, Tyler. I want to give an honorable mention to Julia Hart for making a trend with the black eye. With Willow Nightingale and um, oh shit, I'm drawing a blank with the last one. Anyway, she's she's giving a trend. I, I feel like there's going to be a trios. Oh, it's sky blue. Mm, sky blue. I think there's gonna be something there in the future. Um. So, in case you didn't hear last week, at the end of our episode, um, Las Bugatti was sadly hit by a bus. Yeah, I heard heard it. <clears throat> yeah, we heard the bus. Um, we saw it. We didn't really know what was happening. Just like. Crunch of metal and segways flying and, and segways, and then it went black. Yeah, uh, Richard's uh, surprisingly not answering his uh, phones and stuff like that, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, he, last I heard from Richard, he's still planning a memorial service. I think that'll probably be next week. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, um, I so, don't really have, I don't really know the guy. I don't. The only thing I know about him is he likes Garfield plushies. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's pretty big on Garfield. And that's like that's about all I know, man. Um, and he's a really bad lawyer. Oh, God, he's such a bad lawyer. He was. So, he was a bad lawyer. Uh, he's a hot dog enthusiast. I think we're expected to write a eulogy for him. So. He said he can. was a hot dog eulogy. Or what? Enthusiast. Oh, so like a lot of the uh, boys, girls, huh? Like a lot of North Georgia wrestlers, yes. Okay. Not this one, but yeah. Anyway, um, so we'll be back in your feeds next week with more wrestling content. And uh, I guess they last did Gotti Memorial Service. Until then, what do they need to do? Piss off. I agree.